Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon on the Global Campus Podcast. My name is Angelo Samarank here. Hey, and I'm David Lopez. This is season two, episode two. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Very excited. Episode two of um, the new season of the Global Campus. And just wanted to start you guys off and bring a little bit of, you know, good thoughts and couple of quick moments of just positive energy and um, just a little bit of talking about what's happening on campus what's happening through covid and just wanted to hang out for the for a little bit but uh before we go deep into it just wanted to give a little encouraging thought and um i'm gonna read from psalms 46 1 to 3 and it says god is our refuge and strength and ever-present help and trouble Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gave way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. I just think that, especially in this time of COVID and this time of uncertainty, we just really need that support. And we also need to be reminded that God is our refuge and strength and he's there for us. Thank you for sharing that, Angela. Awesome. So just going on with our little talk, but uh, David, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. You know, I, I, I'm blessed. Um, family is healthy and safe, um, have plenty to do and keep busy with, with lots and lots of work and just uh, get to work, get to hang out with cool people like you. So can't complain. <laughs> awesome. I, yeah, it's um, definitely interesting with just reminiscing on like how different school is now and how work is now compared to the past couple of years where we're all in person. I think everybody is feeling a little bit of that screen fatigue, but, uh, you know, we'll get through it. Yeah. Well, and very recently we, we heard word that, uh, we're all coming back for winter quarter, mm-hmm. which is just, wow. What an answer prayer. That's it's, cool. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's going to be, it's scary, but also mm-hmm. if we can, you know, follow the guidelines and, and um, keep each other safe. I think, I think we'll be okay. But uh, on that kind of topic, David, how how is the school doing with like COVID cases? Like, is is it going up? Is it going down? Like, what's what's going on? Yeah, it's doing both. Um, so, I think um, you know, real numbers are up on the website. But but what I saw uh, was we were at eight, and then dropped down to to five, and then back up to eight, and so. Uh, just kind of hanging around that that area. It seems like they're all social cases, so there's no mm. connection back to to classroom or or even dorm, um, which which I think is an important distinction. So there is, you know, a good number of of folks that are isolated right now um, on 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 this COVID watch. I think it's up at 72, which is just uh, just a really high number. So we just need to be careful and and. Uh, kind of follow, like you said, follow the, the guidelines that are there, that they're there to protect us and, and those in, that are around us in the community. Yeah, I think that's super important, like exactly what you said about the distinction between social, you know, case, like cases occurring from social events versus like, you know, um, uh, interactions within the dorm or in classrooms. I think that's where a lot of the fear from a lot of the students is, is um, from those classes and from those interactions um, in the dorms. But statistically, you know, they're mostly occurring 
outside of school, you know, like situations. Yeah. When you let your guard down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so just another question, like what is the school doing, you know, to protect us from COVID? Like I know we have some of the, the guidelines and like, you know, say for me and just for some of the uh, thoughts that, you know, some other classmates that are off camp that, you know, are away from campus. Um, like how do, what assurances, not assurances, but what kind of so things can we say to help ease their mind? Sure. No, that's a good point. What the school is doing to mm-hmm. help us not get COVID. Well, I've heard it say, said a couple of times that there's a 14 point uh, checklist of, of things that we're doing. I, I don't know. I don't have all 14 of those memorized, but there are a lot of things that are going into this planning. Like you mentioned the safer me app and then mm-hmm. the check-in in the morning uh, to get your kind of your badge for the day. Um, th- those are really important steps, things that, that you might think can be overlooked, but uh, what that does is helps us con- you know, trace backwards. So when there is a elevated fever or there is a possible um, you know, person that was exposed, then, then we can work backwards and kind of do the isolation that's needed to be able to stop it right in this track. So I think that there's, there's a whole task force, um, the COVID response task force that, that's meeting twice a week that are constantly emailing and looking at, at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Carrie Firestone is, is leading that charge and doing an awesome job at, at really keeping communication going. So I, I think it's just knowing that there's people that are really actively working on this that are, that are kind of, um, the front lines of, of what's happening would be the biggest message that I would want students to hear. Yeah. And we can probably make the, like with, you know, with the announcements um, that all the students are being invited back on campus for winter quarter, yeah. are things just going to get, you know, even more, we can assume <laughs> that things are going to get even more strict or, you I know, don't know. Be yeah. more guidelines or, do I, don't, I don't know that there's, there's more guidelines per se. I, I think that, um, that that would be an interesting question. Maybe we should have Carrie, uh, you know, Dr. Firestone on this podcast sometime to, oh, yeah. to kind of to go through that. But um, I, I think that as we, as we look forward to winter quarter, one of the important pieces that I think is out there as part of the, the whole plan is looking at offering COVID testing as, as part of that step. So like adding one more uh, opp- opportunity for, exposure to be cut down sooner. And so I think that's another plan that the, the university is exploring and, and wanting to bring to the table. So, Yeah. I mean, even though I am a little nervous and worried about what it would be like in terms of having more students here, I am very excited for hopefully more opportunities for service and engagement and community. So yeah, that is yeah. one thing I am looking forward to. One interesting angle uh, that I've I've heard some feedback from students that are that are online only, and because of, I'm the co-sponsor for for that club, the TLS club for online only students, and the feedback I'm hearing is I'm so excited to come back, like this is so great. And then I've heard a, a little bit of feedback from from students that are in the dorms that are saying, "Oh, I can't can't handle <laughs> that pressure. You know, I've had this room to myself, and you want me to pack up before break, and I've got finals and." And, and, I, and I'm going to get a roommate. And, you know, so I think some of the, the, the pressure is, is now on the students that are on campus more than those that are only online. But Yeah. And I think it, it also kind of goes into what we talked about in the previous episode about, you know, us wanting to stay uncomfortable 
Mm. so that we can help the people around us. And I think this is just one of those examples where, you know, ideally we'd want to be by ourselves, you know, want to be able to take, you know, have everything in our own control, but also having other students that weren't a part of our community and weren't a part of our, um, you know, pack, mm-hmm. allowing them to come back would also mean us getting uncomfortable, but it would also be really amazing for them. That was really well said, Angelo. And I, I think that that is a beautiful message. If, if any, any takeaway from this, it would be, um, it's, it is a small sacrifice to make for, for somebody else to be able to come and have the experience of, of in-person classes or just in-person uh, community. Um, that's, a, that's an important thing to remember. So yeah, let's stay uncomfortable. I like that. Yeah. So David, are we, what are we highlighting? So right now we're at our service spotlight section. And so what are we highlighting this week? You know, I think I would just really want to drive home the idea of the, the homeless initiative that we've, that we've together been able to bring. Uh, it started with Jumpstart in a survey, 185 responses and, and over 80% of those said, we would like to be involved in homelessness. Like, we think that that is just mm. a really important thing right now. And I don't disagree. There's a big need in this area for it. And, and I think, Angelo, you know, you could look at it a different way and say, what are the needs in the community? And you and I pick something and then try to recruit volunteers and students for it. But that's hard. And so it's, yeah. it's, I think it's a lot easier if we can figure out what are they excited about? And they were excited about this. And so it came really, a, it was just really easy to uh, come together because there was so much excitement about it. So there are a number of groups um, that are participating in Jurors Without Borders, uh, the student, um, the missions club, the ASWU global, uh, we've got the computer science class, uh, involved in that communication, um, with, with video stuff. So all of this stuff centered around homelessness initiative and really opening it up to any other departments or other clubs that, that would like to participate. So today I, I wanted to highlight the engineers without borders, uh, because they, they've really been, uh, impacted by this you know they typically would go somewhere international this year they were finishing up the last year in india where they've been supporting a school called riverside abbas um, school and they're looking at a design for an infernerator like something to burn up all their trash plans for a um, a bridge looking at ways to bring the spiritual component into um into more into the classroom setting into what they're doing and, and just really raising the bar of, of education there. So lots of really cool things that they're planning on doing, but a lot of them you aren't able to be done. If you're, if you're not able to go there, if you're not able to, yeah. if their school's not even in session, you know, they're, they're not, they're spread all over the place because of COVID as well. Um, so looking at local projects um, in, in talking to the sleep center, which is part of the Walla Walla um, homeless and Alliance, they said, we, we have lots of needs. Um, some of them are, are, are more tangible uh, needs, but one of them is we have this, this guy that's here that's, that's handicapped and, and he has uh, a wheelchair and everything, so that, that's fine, but he can barely fit into, into this housing space. And so in, mm-hmm. to kind of fit into um, the guidelines of the city, they, they weren't able to build permanent structures because then you have you know, 40 permanent structures. So they built these conestogas that are this hut that's basically um, a tent type of situation. Um, the guy that designed them was part of the Wall Street movement um, living in the parks. You remember the, the, the kind of the 
<laughs> against Wall Street movement that happened. And what happened was uh, they were kind of hanging out in these parks and all of a sudden homeless people started coming in and saying, well, if they can stay here, we can stay here. And so they kind of got to know each other. And this guy learned a whole bunch of, of what he knows now because of uh, people that were homeless teaching him, well, this is how we stay warm and this is how we uh, mm. survive in this area. And anyhow, he designed this, this hut that is quite unique uh, but it's not very big. It's a shorter door. It's a little bit um, smaller of a space. Um, and so what the sleep center has asked is if we could have our engineering department help us design a, a hut that would be adequate for, uh, for wow. somebody that's in a wheelchair. This guy's fallen out of his wheelchair twice already um, and just can't, can't turn around inside that space, can't change his clothes by himself. Mm. And it's just kind of, um, you know, already, already not feeling completely human you know you've got these perceptions yeah. that are there and 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 then all of a, and then not being able to uh, change your own clothes because you don't have space to turn the wheelchair around is is, is not it's not very great so um so i bless their hearts uh, karina bovee is leading that project and and has a good team set up um to help them design something this this winter quarter and then spring quarter um to, to actually go out and build it so yeah so you know I'm not an engineer, but how can I help? <laughs> yeah, well, so the, so with the building phase, I think there will be um, there will be some opportunities, but I think backing up a little bit more, uh, we'll we'll maybe feature. I think next time maybe more of the awareness type things that are happening um, as with global has been been really stepping up uh, in that space and saying, hey, we we can help um, draw awareness to the issue of homelessness, and uh, through that um, get interest in in, uh, in making a difference. And so I think there's, it's going to take all of us in, in different ways. So if you're not, not an engineer, that's okay. We can use you. Yeah. Well, awesome stuff. There's definitely a lot of things that we can still be doing to support the people around us and in our communities. Awesome. Absolutely. So what are the service opportunities for these week? A little bit of our announcements. Yeah. Well, we have, as, as always, there's a care weekend, and uh, so we take that time to just kind of pause Saturday afternoon and say, how can we, how can we better be exercising generosity? And this, this week, I believe uh, we're going to be doing three compliments. So finding three people that you can um, give compliments to or three compliments to one person. I don't know the, the rules there. Maybe <laughs> you know more about that, but uh, that's kind of one of the, one of the ways I see. And then the, uh, the talking about COVID and, and isolation, uh, students in isolation, uh, we are providing through um, CHE and, and, and uh, through the COVID task force drivers for grocery runs. So if you um, are stuck at your dorm or stuck in, in the village housing, you, know, you need uh, food to be able to, to cook meals or whatever else, uh, or just need deodorant and a few other things, uh, make those <laughs> make those orders on Walmart and uh, and select the care team to be able to pick them up. So uh, we're, we're or orchestrating volunteers to kind of make those runs um, Monday through Friday. So if anybody would like to to kind of do those deliveries, it's quite simple, so, but but really awesome. impactful. So yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, David. And um, you know, as we come to the end of this podcast, you know, make sure you subscribe and share this podcast with your friends help us stay connected at che.ww on instagram as well as i think we're on twitter right david absolutely yeah awesome so this is angelo this is david on the global canvas podcast encouraging you to stay connected and uncomfortable <laughs>